0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is your report from both sides of the pond. Get it? Ducks? Beavers? Both sides of the pond? Okay, fine. I'll stick to dad jokes.
1: Joining me on the Oregon Man Clinic's hotline, I want to welcome in our Oregon recruiting correspondent, Max Torres. He's the publisher of Ducks Digest, covering the Ducks for Sports Illustrated at Fan Nation. He also hosts the Ducks Dish podcast. Max, thanks for joining me again to talk some Ducks recruiting.
2: Anytime, Justin. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
1: So let's start off with one of the top priorities for the Ducks in the 2024 class, who just named his top three and the Ducks are in. Five-star defensive lineman Aiden Breeland out of Mater Day is the number 35 recruit nationally and the number three recruit out of the state of California. I think the two schools that Oregon's going up against are kind of interesting, Max. Former landing School, Georgia, and then Mario Cristobal as Mario Hurricanes.
2: Yeah, this is uh, probably one of the biggest developments of the week. Justin, Aiden Breeland through the dust in his top schools uh, on Wednesday. And then he's going to be taking a flight out to Athens. Maybe a couple flights, actually. I don't know what the, the flight plan is for that. But a couple of flights out to Athens to take an unofficial visit with Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs back-to-back national champions. He took his official visit in mid-June. So this is definitely is definitely a big development scene that I'd probably put Breland up there as one of, if not the absolute priority, uncommitted target for Dan Landing and the Ducks. This cycle, uh, he's really emphasized winning at the line of scrimmage. And I think that this just solidifies that uh, Oregon is still in a pretty good spot with Breland, uh, who cut out Texas A&M from his recruitment. So this is kind of a, a little bit of a wild card visit for Breland because when I talked to him last month, he said that he didn't have any more trips planned uh, before making a decision. But, you know, one could come up, and here we are. So I think that Dex would love to get him back on campus. Still no decision timeline for Breland, but I would expect sooner rather than later, maybe maybe uh, in the next couple of weeks to a month. So, got to get him back up to Eugene for a game.
1: It sounds like the news isn't so good with Breland's teammate, five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker. And you've actually just changed your prediction on him this week. What went behind that, and what would the Ducks be missing out on in Baker?
2: Yeah. So that was a a pick that I've been kind of thinking about making for a while. And it was a tough one to make, right? Because I predicted Baker to commit to Oregon back in May. Uh, I've covered him really closely since I got out of California and was always really, really good with Oregon. Always had good things to say. Loved how Dan Lanning kind of helped reassure him of being too comfortable in Eugene, right? His brother played for the Ducks. He's been to Eugene a million times, super familiar with the program. So actually he told me that I thought that was really kind of what I needed to say, Hey, this is what's going to help them get it done. But in, you know, the last week or so, you know, talking to sources out here in the Southern California area, all the conversations that I've had kind of just reaffirmed that Texas looks like the biggest threat to Oregon here in this recruitment. Steve Sarkeesian and and Longhorns are coming off that huge win over Alabama. And, um, he still hasn't taken his official visit to Oregon, which I think even though he's been to Oregon and kind of seen everything he needs to, I think it's still a different experience and uh, a valuable one at that. So now he's going to be committing next weekend, Sunday, September 24th, as of right now, but he's heading to Lincoln, Nebraska, to check out Matt Rule and the Cornhuskers who have stuck around in his recruitment. Um, And honestly, Justin, I think Oregon might be running third possibly here, maybe top two, Uh, but it just seems like there hasn't been a ton of momentum for Oregon for a while now. So they would be missing out on the number one ranked offensive tackle, which is definitely a bummer if they were to miss out on him, if this Texas prediction ends up happening Uh, and, you know, an Oregon legacy to some degree and a top West coast guy. So I think on the surface, it it wouldn't look good, obviously for the ducks, but they're, they're still at work pursuing a couple of other uh, offensive linemen in this class. So I don't think it would be the end of the world, but certainly he'd be a guy that you'd love to get.
1: Max Torres of Duck's of Duckstein just joins me on game day. So Solomon Williams, a four-star defensive lineman, he's a 6'3 edge out of Tampa, Florida, named his top five, and Oregon is in it. It's Alabama, Oregon, Texas, a and and Clemson. He's also scheduled to visit for the Colorado game. Max, what's the latest on this?
2: Yeah, Solomon Williams is a, another big, big-time guy that Dan Landing and company are going after this cycle. I'd say the top edge target that they still have on their board, obviously you missed out on some guys earlier this cycle, with like Elijah Rushing going to Arizona, Jordan Ross going to Tennessee. So the latest with Solomon Williams is that he's still feeling the love from the Ducks. I think that this news coming out, especially at, on the heels of him, Scheduling that official visit to Oregon for next week when the Ducks welcome Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and the Colorado Buffaloes, uh, him taking his official visit and being having Oregon in his top five just solidifies that they're a top contender in this recruitment. I think he's severely underrated as a recruit, even though he is a four-star guy, but I think he should be rated and ranked a little bit higher than he is. So this is by no means going to be an easy one for the Ducks to pull. But he's one of those guys that I think could be uh, one of those tricks that the Ducks have up their sleeve uh, in their recruiting class here in 24, as I talked about on my show last week. So definitely not a done deal, but I think Oregon likes where they're sitting for Solomon Williams, and they definitely want to have a good defensive showing next week against Colorado.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: So what do you think the state is of Oregon recruiting right now? You might miss out on a guy like Brandon Baker if you're the Ducks, but you're in the mixer for some other top recruits. How do you think the Ducks have been able to do putting together their 2024 class?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it. I think uh, some fans may think that they can be better and should be better. They're sitting at number 12 nationally, according to Seven Sports. So I think that they could be better. Sure, there's some misses that you'd love to have back, but I think you stay involved on some of those guys uh, that you missed on to see if they're still receptive to communication as we get closer to signing day, just about three months out. Uh, that's in December. So I think it's good. Uh, and I think that a top 10 class is still well within reach. I thought at one point, Justin, this was maybe going to be a top five class. Maybe not looking as realistic now, but I love their haul right now, and I still think they're in a great spot to add some serious blue-chip talent.
1: So you've also actually had a chance to see all of the 2024 and 2025 Oregon QB recruits in person, including the son of Achilles Smith, his son Achilles Smith Jr., uh, and Michael Van Buren. So can we can tell me about what you've seen out of those guys?
2: Yeah, I got to see both of those guys last week. And uh, I'll start with Achilles Smith Jr. Um, He's someone I'm super excited about. Two years out, obviously, but moves tremendously well for his size at 6'5", 205, has a lively arm uh, and really moves well and throws well on the run. So I think the size the winner for Achilles Smith Jr. I love the way his development is kind of tracking right now. Uh, from a physical standpoint and just being the son of uh you know a legendary duck quarterback is certainly gonna be great. Um I I like the coaching staff over there at Lincoln I think they're gonna be able to get the most out of him. And then with Van Buren last week it was definitely a tough showing against the number three ranked St. John Bosco Braves, the funding national champions. Um he was he was running for his life most of that game to be totally honest. But um I think you definitely saw some Some signs of uh, improvement and just some encouraging stuff from him. He's able to settle in on a couple drives and and work the the ball to all three levels. But I think he's a good leader. Obviously going to be battle-tested playing against one of the toughest schedules in the entire country. So I think he's a good one. But uh, I, I feel like people don't get the full story with him just because the competition is so elite.
1: So that's two QB commits. There's a third quarterback commit for the 2024 class. What do you think about Luke Moga?
2: Yeah, Luke Moga out of Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny slope high. He's uh, the second of Will Stein's two quarterback commits this class. He's a a really exciting player. I got to tell you, Justin, I think he might be uh, a diamond in the rough kind of a deal, a gem that Will Stein and company were able to uncover. Uh, He's super, super athletic. Um, and has some crazy speed. I think you're in a 10.49 in the 100-meter state playoff track meets. Um, so that's super notable, just his ability as an athlete uh, to, to run. You don't see that speed with a quarterback every day. Uh, I also just like his ability as a playmaker, how he can extend plays while keeping his eyes down the field. And he has a special situation at Sunny Slope. You know, he's not playing with a ton of b one talent like Michael Van Buren is um so he's really the guy and I just love the leadership that he has and um just kind of how he's developed as a player he's still pretty raw mechanically so there's obviously some work to go some work to do there from a technique standpoint but uh the more I think about it after getting to see all these guys he might be the quarterback that I'm the highest on just because the ceiling is so high and um Will Stein's done some really good stuff for quarterbacks during his career and and I think that uh, Luke Moga could be one of those next guys once he gets to Eugene. Going to take a little bit of time to see the field, probably, right, with how uh, mm-hmm. new he is to the game. This is only his second season as a starting quarterback at the high school level. So he's going to be a good one, and I'm, I'm excited for him to be a Duck.
1: Max Torres, you can find him on Twitter at m Torres Sports, and, of course, on the Internet, publishing for Ducks Digest at Fan Nation, as well as hosting the Ducks Dish podcast. Max, thanks for all the recruiting insights again this week.
2: Thanks for having me, Justin.